Hello and welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am your host, Precious D. And with me again is Kiki Kirsten Geddes to discuss Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed. Uh, so this movie takes a bit of a different tone from the last yeah. one. And the next one will as w- as well, which mm-hmm. I quite like. I don't like it when every movie's just a retread of the first one. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to do a sequel, do something new. Right. Ginger Snaps was 2000. This is 2004. As we said before, it didn't make a lot of money in the theater, but it made enough on home rentals and purchases to uh, get them to back two sequels. And the sequels were filmed back to back, both released in 2004, which is strange because they're very different sequels. So yeah, normally when something's back to back, it's sort of like two parts of the same thing. But these were right. They just were like, oh, we already have these sets. We already have these actors. Let's just do something similar. And it's like, uh, nope. That was not the case with this one. This one was directed by Brett Sullivan. And it stars Emily Perkins again and Catherine Isabel again, mostly just appearing in visions and flashbacks. And Tatiana Maslani, am I pronouncing that correctly? I I think so. I've literally never heard it said out loud. So as, I unfortunately <laughs> cannot. It stars her as the young girl named Ghost, but she is now better known as playing a bunch of different parts on Orphan Black. Yeah, she's really famous now. Which I watched one episode of. Oh, really? I hear it's good, but I don't know what it was that didn't grab me about it. Maybe I'll That's give another. Fair. BBC um, stuff is kind of hit or miss with me, so I probably wouldn't have <laughs> caught on with it either. But I, I have also heard that she's very good in that. So, And I liked her in oh, this. Yeah. No, she, definitely she was only a kid, so. <laughs> yeah. No, she definitely does a good job playing all the different parts. The budget was $3.5 million and the box office was 80370 Two. Once again, even, even less than the first one. <laughs> and cost, I had because the last one had like a four million budget too, so it cost less yeah. and it made less. Yes, I suppose I think it probably did okay in home rentals. And of course, since they shot them back to back, though they had no way of knowing what the they couldn't cancel the third one. Oh yeah, because they didn't know yeah, yet. They were committed. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were already filming it. It had already been filmed before they found out this one was a flop. But yeah. the th- the third one goes straight to video. That does because this one is kind of a flop. It does not get a theatrical release at all and just goes straight to video. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. So as we saw in the last week, Bridget had purposely infected herself with lycanthropy from Ginger, and now she's sort of being a kind of a drifter shooting herself up with their monk's head concoction and apparently checking out books from the library to do research on her condition. Yeah, it seemed kind of like an odd choice because it seemed very much like she was trying to be on the move. And I think it was more from the werewolf itself than any like police or anything like that. But it also it seemed like a weird move at first because you don't know exactly what she's running from. So it's like, oh, she's clearly like not trying to be here. But then also she's going to a public library and Checking things out. So at first, it seems like a very weird decision on her part. There is another werewolf, uh, apparently a male werewolf, that has caught her scent and is following her from place to place, presumably to mate with her. And I guess if this happens, then the child will be a werewolf also? I guess they weren't super clear about the semantics of how that works. I mean, I, I would think 
since this is so in this version, it's very much a blood transfer issue. Yeah. That even if she got pregnant by a normal man, the child would still be infected with the curse. True. Although you can get into some really interesting discussions about this because it's like because we've seen before that the that the transformation takes like a month ish to complete. Mm. And granted, it did seem that the monk's hood was kind of suppressing that. So like, but we saw in like Ginger's transformation that she was kind of like almost physically getting a new body in a way. So it's like at that point, does that transfer? I don't know. You could get really like in the weeds with like <laughs> how how that would work. Like uh-huh. she wouldn't be pregnant long enough to in her human body. Like I, it, you could you could really get into it. it is there? They don't. I don't think they thought too much about that. Right. But it's okay. Well, in the movie Teen Wolf, he is born with the curse he's never bitten at any point his family is cursed so apparently whoever i don't know if they go into that much detail why they're cursed but i I guess an ancestor was bit then just keeps passing it down Mm, okay so he but it doesn't bother him until he's hitting puberty and his father Mm. sits him down to have the talk but it's not the talk he thinks it's gonna be oh boy it's the talk about you're gonna be going through some changes and they are more intense than normal <laughs> but it's the same thing though as with ginger snaps sort of equating werewolfism with puberty yeah and, i think it's uh, really easy for maturity. a lot of people to to equate lycanthropy to something else and puberty is very common but i've seen it also compared to like certain kinds of sickness and stuff like that it's a really easy metaphor for fiction writers to kind of just plug and play in some you have the enemy within metaphor True. one of one among us is a werewolf yeah. and that could be a metaphor for any number of things where somebody or something or some idea is infiltrating and corrupting from within and you don't know who it's going to get mm-hmm. so uh she's uh, on the run and trying to avoid this werewolf and the library guy is trying to help her and at some point she ODs on her treatment or just has a bad reaction to it? Yeah, because so I think because she goes to inject it again and like um, Ginger appears as like a spirit and it's like you already dosed once, Bridget why are you going to do it again? And she does it again anyways I guess because she's having like stronger healing than she was previously I think. Uh So she just tries to like push it and I guess that is too much for her system to take. It was a little unclear but that's what I got out of it. So somebody finds her and takes her to some kind of rehab place that she seems to have no choice about being in. Mm-hmm. She's not able to just have herself released. She has not committed herself because she was unconscious, but they seem unwilling to just let her go. She's trying to tell them, I don't, my problem is not what you think it is. And yeah, because they even test the vials and stuff and they're like, it's poison. It's not like, yeah, it's not drugs heroin it's just or anything. Poison. I mean, they're trying to help, but I don't know what it's like in Canada, but I don't think they have the legal right to be holding her. She hasn't been she hasn't been charged with anything. She hasn't been convicted. A judge has not sentenced her to rehab. She -hmm. has not committed herself to the rehab, but they seem to be holding her there against her will. Yeah, it's it's very, very weird situation. Yeah. And there is this weird little girl there called Ghost who is there with her grandmother who's had third degree burns all over her body. Mm-hmm. And Ghost attaches herself to Bridget. And when Bridget decides to escape, Ghost goes with her and takes her back to her house where she and her grandmother used to live. 
But we find out that ghosts had actually set her grandmother on fire. That was so, I was not expecting them to go there. Yeah. yeah. Ghost really is dark. weird. She's a little, she's a little monster. And yeah. there was one of the interns at the place is exchanging drugs for sexual favors with the girls that are locked up in there. Mm-hmm. The place can't afford to just be a rehab place, so they do take burn victims as well. Yeah, that yeah, that was another thing that I was like, what, what, is this just a hospital? Like, what's going on here? There's too much, too much it happening. Is, yeah, it's some kind of, it used to be a hospital, and several of the wings have been shut down. It's oh, no yeah, because the functioning. basement was, like, abandoned or whatever. Yeah, it's no longer a fully functioning hospital, and they have shut down parts of it and said, don't go in that wing but of course everybody goes in there anyway to get up to trouble and once again the werewolf has followed Bridget there so she needs to leave and she and ghost leave and go back to this house and things take quite a turn as the real monster turns out to be ghost the little girl she is yeah. horrible this intern is sketchy but he shows up do they call him for help Call him. They call him to bring her drugs. Yeah, because she needed. Yeah, she was. She was saying that she was. It was getting to be too fast of a transformation, so they needed more monkshood, and he was yeah. the only one they could call to get that. Yeah, they had confiscated hers, and he could get a hold of it. But he shows up and is trying to help. And then Ghost makes Bridget believe that the guy has raped her. Yeah, that was it, it. This this movie goes in some very weird, dark directions yeah. with it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, she goes into, and they try to make us by showing him approaching her and cutting away, and uh-huh. then later, and then cutting back to her later, sitting there crying. They want the audience to believe this too—that he's done something inappropriate. Although, with all the shady things he's been up to until this point, he always seems to have just treated the little girl as a friend and as a little girl that he just likes because because he's a nice guy not because he wants anything inappropriate from her mm-hmm. but then we are led to believe and bridget is led to believe that he has put hands on her in an inappropriate way and doesn't lord knows what so this causes bridget to feed him to the werewolf and then it turns out she lied about it because yeah. she didn't want to be separated from bridget mm-hmm. and in the end she ends up do they kill the first werewolf i believe they do I think they do, yeah. Yeah, it falls down. They set a trap for it, falls down the trap and gets pierced by various things that they've attached to a bed spring. Mm-hmm. But then Ghost ends up locking Bridget in the basement with the dead werewolf and waiting yeah. for her to transform. And she's Ghost is imagining herself as some sort of warrior yeah. with a pet werewolf. And she's also somehow arranged for her grandmother to be brought home. Yeah. But I, don't, I don't know who's going to take care of them. Yeah, the 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 ending setup was a little weird. I was like, what are you guys doing here? Like, uh, is nobody going to check on on this? I mean, if there's a dead wolf carcass, whoever brings the grandmother home is going to smell that unless yeah. you get rid of it. And in order not, to get rid of it, Bridget would have an opening. Like, it doesn't that, the ending I, part doesn't make as much sense as I saw this. no reason for them to discharge the grandma. Yeah. Especially if she was still in full body bandages, like yeah, unless this if she's is that like, hurt. Unless it's much later. That's true. She, and the woman from the woman who's running rehab place gets killed uh, as well. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, because they she tries to like follow after them and and gets mixed up in the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just trying to help. Although, as I said, she does yeah. appear to keep Bridget against her will. 
Yeah, they like they definitely try to make it, it. They the the film bends over backwards to try to make you think that Ghost is the only good person on Bridget's side, and like everybody else in in the rehab hospital center, it has mm-hmm. it out for Bridget and is is a secretly a villain and all this stuff. And it really just does not end up being that way. It get really misdirects you. Yeah. Whether it does it well is up to interpretation, but it tries. I find it very interesting in that the whole movie just has a very different tone from the first one. Yeah. And goes in a completely different direction. And then yeah. the ending, the ending is just so weird that she's trapped. <laughs> yeah. She's not killed and she's not cured. She's just trapped by this weird little girl. Mm-hmm. Who has delusions of, of being a superhero adventurer or something. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay. This, the guy that plays the intern, Eric, uh, Johan Johnson. Okay. I know he looked familiar, but I couldn't think what it was. Really? He was Whitney on Smallville. Okay. I never watched that one. So and he I... played, he also played Flash Gordon in a very short sci-fi channel Flash oh, okay. Gordon show. He got the Flash Gordon show from being on Smallville. Oh, uh, okay. I guess that makes he's, sense. That he's also. He's also Jack Hyde in the Fifty Shades films. That's unfortunate. I, I, I don't know. I'm thankful that I don't know enough about those films to know who that character is. So I'm going to assume uh, yes. he did the best with what he was given. <laughs> I have not uh, seen the films. I yeah. read part of the book when I worked at the bookstore to find oh boy. out. <laughs> why people, everybody people, kept coming in and getting in well, no people this was when people were coming in and asking for it and i had no listing for it oh I'm like what is this book that everybody wants and why are they all asking for it it's not in my system i can't get it and then i find out people on tv are talking about it and that is mm-hmm. the point when it this was the point when it was self-published oh that and far back it had yeah it had been picked up but not put out yet i guess gotcha. so i guess people on some you know talk show, morning show, whatever, had read the digital version online and were talking about it and everybody's coming in and wanting it. And it was, I think at this point it had been picked up, but it had not been released yet. So I went and acquired a copy (laughs) online like you do. And I could, I could not finish it. Oh, I bet. It's just uh, not because of the subject matter, but because of the poor writing. Yes, I've seen snippets of it. It's atrocious. Just don't use the word subconscious if you don't understand the meaning of subconscious. Yeah. It was when in future, when the aliens come and study why our civilization (laughs) collapsed, they will will point to that. Uh, But anyway, this poor guy was in that movie. (laughs) <laughs> was that is that like the end of his imdb credits is that like where where it ends the poor guy didn't have anything to do after that no, no he was in disappearance at clifton hill in 2019 okay i'm not familiar with that but it was recent so he's still getting work it seems that's good good for him he was in american god this year oh, okay i have not watched so, that but i heard it was good so that's that's he, a good sign he's in vikings so yeah he's I've, getting work yeah, so he's okay. That didn't that didn't tank his career. Good, good for him. He's yeah, fine. He's yeah. doing fine. He's, he survived. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought he did a good job playing this sort of likable sleaze bag. 
Yeah, he he balanced the like yeah like sleazy is very a good word for it. He he balanced that with the kind of like because you you could tell he was th- that character was trying to fill the role of the I can't remember his name but the druggie from from last time like they were yeah. he was very much trying to fill that role and I didn't like him as much as I liked the the guy in the last film but I thought they did mm. a he he did a good job with it and they they yeah. filled it okay but he really goes back and forth between being helpful and being a hindrance and like, do we like him? Do we not like him? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't end well for him. Nope. Everybody does a good job in this movie. Really enjoyed them. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with the performances as well. And I really appreciated that it did something different with the characters. Yeah. I will say I was sad. I did miss the, the dynamic of the sisters. Um, and I think they did try to fill that in with Ghost a little bit. It didn't come mm-hmm. quite across, but I, that was just one of my favorite parts in the first film. So if you didn't enjoy that as much, it's not it's not going to bother you. Yeah, we only see Ginger in form of these visions. She doesn't yeah. really directly participate. Which I thought was a nice way to bring her back without completely, you know, undoing everything that happened in the first film. Yeah. So what kind of rating are you going to give Ginger Snaps to Unleashed? I'm I'm definitely not as fond as this one. I didn't think it was bad. Um, I think I just I have to go with the three on this one. Um, okay. I I liked it. I just I just I really I really missed the dynamic of it. And I think that there was not as much tension in this one as there was in the first one, which I really liked. So I don't think it's a bad film by any means. It's still worth a watch, but I just didn't quite like it as much. Okay, that's fair. I think I'll give it a. I think I gave it a five on Letterboxd, but that might have been just based on my memory of it. Oh, valid. <laughs> I don't know if any of you people use Letterboxd.com. <laughs> it's a place where you can, it's because it's spelled box D, not box ED. You can log your movies on there and rate them. When I first signed up, I was just going, checking off a bunch of things that I remembered that I had seen and just rating them based on my memory. Oh, yeah. But I think uh, watching it again, I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay, so we both went down a notch yeah. from, from the previous film. But I still recommend it, and you can still watch it for free with ads on Vudu and a few other places like Pluto and Tubi, those sorts of places. So, yeah, you should still watch it. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. But I think it. that will wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Kirsten, do you have anything you want to plug? Any links you want to drop or anything? Um, You can, if you want. Um, I don't use it much but you're welcome to follow me on twitter um it's just uh kirsten geddes uh k-i-r-s-t-e-n uh g-e-d-d-e-s um uh, usually i just retweet funny uh funny stuff or news puns or something so <laughs> nothing nothing crazy I'm, I'm not gonna flood your timeline but you know feel free to drop a follow if you want okay you can email the show at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash MMFTG. Please let us know if you are actually an international listener or just an American with a VPN. I'm desperate to know. <laughs> That'll do it for now. As always, we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Whoosh.